We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Jack Ramsey's After Dark. Danny Morang here. Uh, it's a good day. It's a good day, right? Can't say it's a good day to be a Blazer. I think Sean's has that trail, uh, uh, trademarked. Trailmarked? Trademarked? There you go. Blazers win. They get off the schneid, so to speak. Uh, it had been a rough going. Everybody panicking. Sky is falling. Blazers are at 11-11. And uh, they go out and they have a very fun basketball game. It's fun to have fun basketball games, right? Uh, before we dive into it real quick, like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. If you share it with your friends, share it with your family. Uh, it is the gift that keeps on giving. Jack Ramsey's, ladies and gentlemen. Whether you're watching here live or you're watching on the replay on YouTube, please click subscribe. Again, helps us grow. Uh, and beyond that, I do have the signed basketball that we will give away if we hit 5,000 by the end of the calendar year. We're close. We're close. I think we're about 400 away. So... Um, and we've actually had a bigger month than that before. So, again, uh, all the things. Let's dive into it. Portland Trailblazers get a win. 116-111. They get it done with a absolutely fantastic masterpiece of a game from one young Anthony Simons. A new career high, a 45. I don't think there's nearly as excited about calling it the Donald Trump uh, <laughs> as they did the Barack Obama uh, when Josh Hart had... Um, 44 points last year, but uh, hell of a game from Anthony Simons. Hell of a game. Obviously, career high. He was on an absolute heater. 23 points in the first quarter, 36 points in the first half. Uh, those are both career highs for points in a quarter and points in a half. Um, I mean, it was insane. He was absolutely insane. Uh, 7 of 12 from 3, 12 of 18 from the field. 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 30, uh, again, 33 points. Excuse me, I think I said 36. 33 points um, in the half. Um, I mean, what more do you want to say about him? When you're that good in a half, you're that good in a half. And this is the, what, fourth or fifth time he's done this this year? He's been tremendous. He's been absolutely tremendous when he gets going like this. It's been more often than not. Uh, I mean, uh, you know what, let's go ahead and check the, uh, the NBA numbers. They've probably updated by now. His season averages are, it's, I mean, I, I don't, offensively, I don't think you can ask any more of him. He was visibly frustrated tonight. Um, 
because he could not get to the free throw line for some ungodly reason. Yeah, Ants up to shooting 44, 39, 89, averaging 25, 5, and 3. 25, 5, and 3. I mean, just absolutely tremendous, tremendous stuff from Anthony Simons. Uh, was able to get a little bit more uh, and hit some free throws when they absolutely mattered down the stretch. But he was clearly gassed uh, by the time they went to closing time. Uh, got a little bit sloppy, lost the ball a couple times late. Uh, but then he comes up with arguably the biggest defensive play of the night, getting a strip on uh, Jeremy Clarkson to basically shut it, uh, put it away. Just, I mean, I, I don't know what you mean, what, what more you want from the guy uh, than what he gave tonight. He, he's been tremendous. He's been absolutely tremendous. Uh, best supporting actor in the first half and in the second half. Actually, yeah, hell, uh, Jeremy Grant went from best supporting actor to uh, lead actor in the second half. Uh, Jeremy Grant was fantastic for the Blazers when they needed him most in the final quarter. Uh, 13 points, 8 of 11 for the free throw line, only 2 of 5 in the field. Uh, but Ant was very clearly gassed, and Jeremy was going to be the guy to bring it home. Jeremy was going to be the guy to bring it home. And he delivered. He absolutely delivered. I, I'd like to obviously see a little bit better at the free throw line. I would definitely appreciate that. But uh, Grant saw, I mean, everybody saw that Ant just, you know, legs weren't there. He was 0 for 1 in the fourth, but 2 for 2 from the free throw line. Did have those, again, those three turnovers. You could see uh, Chauncey and Dane both kind of chided him and said, you need to lock it in here. Um, but Jeremy brought him home. I thought Jeremy was tremendous tonight. Just fantastic. Uh, his offensive game, 10 of 18 tonight, 2 of 5 from 3. He continues to shoot well from 3. Getting to the free throw like he has has been unreal. Had 5 assists, which is pretty uncharacteristic. Uh, didn't grab a rebound. Um, people will be mad at that, but also Trenton Watford was a Hoover tonight. So, good on him. And we'll talk to we'll talk about all the bigs tonight because I thought they had an uh, incredible performance in the second half. But Jeremy Grant continues to be a monster. I'm waiting for the shooting to drop off. Realistically, I am waiting for the shooting to drop off solely because he continues to shoot the hell out of the ball. He sh- his three-point shooting is going to drop tonight because he shot 40% because he was shooting almost 50% coming in tonight. Um, but Jeremy's mid-post footwork has been tremendous. Um, he finishes the night, what, 8 of 13 on twos, and he took a lot of long twos, um, and he hit him. I mean, the, the post fade that he hit tonight on Lowry on the, on the left baseline was just Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, he just has this knack for hitting the timing on shots when they need a look, that they need something going. And he, it's not quite like Dame Time tap the wrist. It's like a, it's like a grade down, but it's, it's there. He's got the goods. He's got the goods there. Uh, and I thought he was fantastic in the first half. Uh, just kind of working as a, a bit of a spacer for Anthony as, as Ant went absolutely nuclear. Uh, then Grant comes in the the fourth quarter and, and, and closes up in the stretch. Just awesome stuff. Uh, that last, uh, the last three possessions in the game, uh, all three turnovers by the Jazz. Uh, Nurk had a good defensive play. Ant had a good defensive play. Jeremy Grant had a good defensive play. Uh, just, I mean... Fantastic execution down the stretch. 
fantastic execution down the stretch. The Jazz shot 13 of 36 from three, 36%. 38 of 84 from twos, 45% as a team. 22 of 28 from the free throw line. The free throw line came back around for Portland in a big way in that fourth quarter. 14 free throws to zero for the Jazz, which is reminiscent of that first half that saw the Jazz get up 23 free throws in the Blazers' 10. Uh, Corey Jez tweeted out the shot profile for the Jazz and basically how the shot profile did not match the fact that they were generating free throws. So, I don't want to go into it too much, but I'll just say this flat out. The refs sucked tonight. They were atrocious on every level. For for the Blazers and the Jazz. They were bad. They were really bad. Uh, Tony Brothers quickly working up the Scott Foster leaderboard of I suck at refing. Um, In spite of that, the Blazers were able to get stuff done. Uh, again, Anthony's going to get the the marquee. Jeremy Grant is definitely going to get the best supporting actor. Uh, but Nurk was Nurk's second half was so damn good tonight. Like he was just he was so effective. He was even though he was three of seven, he was effective in his size for the what the third time this season. Like, yeah, it's going to be a backhanded compliment, and it's just like, yes, there you go. Nurk's size was impactful tonight. And the first half, it wasn't. It wasn't at all. He, to be honest, the first half, he was a bit of a ghost. Even though his finishing was better, you know, three of five, whatever. He was so much more impactful in the second half with his size. He was more of a deterrent. He was better on the glass. Four offensive rebounds. And... One of them led to the kick-out three to Grant. He had one put back, and I'm trying to think. One led to the the Watford runner coming back the other way when it kicked out, went across, and went back to Watford. And it was great. Like, oh, listen, I want Nurk to finish better. Everybody wants Nurk to finish better. Three of seven sucks. Whatever. I don't, I'll be honest. I've kind of given up on that. But I haven't given up on the fact that he's seven foot three hundred pounds and he should be a lot more impactful. I like the fact that he two handed shoved Colin Sexton to the floor. I like the fact that he ran through Olenek in the midair in midair. Like, good. Yes. Walker Kessler let Shaden Sharp know tonight, don't come in here. <laughs> like, be big, be impactful. And I thought Nurk was great with that tonight. In the second half, not in the first half. The first half, he sucked. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I was about to be irritated again. Like, come on, man. I don't want to do this. But I thought Nurk was tremendous in the second half with his impact. He a little dicey on the finishing. Like I said, a little dicey. But uh, I thought his ability to be big was huge. Uh, I thought he actually worked well as a playmaker tonight. He... There was a couple I thought he saw a little bit late that ended up, you know, the pass turned into a pass instead of a shot opportunity. But otherwise, he he didn't pile up the turnovers, took good care of the ball. His one turnover was on a sloppy post up in the first half. Um, but other than that, he was good. He was You can just feel it. Again, he ends with 15 and 14 with five offensive boards, and he's 6 of 12 in the field. Like, just make one more shot. He was 6 of 11 on twos, which... Cool. Cool. That's fine by me. Um, I thought Greg Brown was really good tonight. 
He only plays about, what, 17 minutes, 18 minutes? Six points, four rebounds. But I thought Greg had a uh, – you could feel his energy. Uh, to close out the, the quarter with a dunk, to bring the energy. There was a couple – we were having the watch party tonight, and Lamar brought up talking about how uh, – Greg is really good individually, defensively, like straight up in front of you in practice, and he sees this all the time. And I've heard basically the same that Greg is like when you're talking about his tools, that's what he has. He's six foot nine, super rangy, super twitchy, super long. And I thought there was three or four possessions tonight where defensively he was very active and after it, and it pushed Utah out of their attack and made them have to extend their offense further as opposed to extending the defense out. When you make them feel you you can kind of push that out. And that's that's a credit to Greg. I, I thought there was an energy boost that's saying it's like it's there and it counts. It counts. Uh, Jabari played 13 minutes tonight, missed all four of his shots. I thought every single shot he took was the right one. I thought uh, he was good on the glass. He boxed out a couple of guys that led to others getting rebounds. I think he's going to be totally fine. Uh, he had a, a great block. Um, interestingly enough, Jabari was plus 12. So he was basically, he was on the floor when Anthony Simons burnt the place down. <laughs> but I like seeing Jabari out the last couple games. I think he's been in the right places at the right time, doing the right thing. He just hasn't had the results as far as finishing. I think he's like, oh, for his last seven, if I'm not mistaken, oh, for eight or one for eight. But again, that stuff comes around, but I, I like what I saw from him. <laughs> Um, overall thoughts, overall feelings. It's amazing how different things look after a win, right? Because I was watching Twitter, oh, they're playing bad defense. Da, da, da. It's, you know, they're doing this, they're doing that, and then it's a win, and all of a sudden that stuff kind of disappears. And I don't think that was the case tonight. I think tonight was a good win. Oh, Dame's out here tampering. What do you think, Jones tweeting? What do you think Vanderbilt should cost the team in a hypothetical trade? Dame throwing out the eyes tweets. There you go. The Vanderbilt that went four for four from three tonight. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, general feel of, of the game tonight. This this is more about those coin toss games, right? But you put yourself in the position to win a coin toss game by being there down the stretch. And that's the process. And you saw the defense ratchet up a little bit. Obviously, three turnovers is probably asking a little bit much. There was some luck there, too. There was about three or four plays before that. I want to say it was about two minutes left. Malik Beasley got left wide open on a bad rotation um, for three in the corner. There was another missed three, I want to say, by Horton Tucker or Clark. or No, it was Clarkson, above the break. Um, I know those two guys look very different. But... Um, Wide open look again. So a little bit of shooting luck goes their way. But that's how that stuff goes. That's fine. That's totally fine. But the process for tonight was fine in the sense of, yeah, you're not going to count on Anthony Simons going for 33 and a half or 23 and a quarter or finishing with 45. That's not what I'm talking about. When that they rode what they needed to ride in that period because they don't have that many options. And Ant crushed it. In the past, he may have like tried to defer... Uh, I thought he had a really good game in the sense of he mixed up his twos, mixed up his threes, 
and he knew that he had to keep going. That was a change from two weeks ago when he was like, you know, I need to come get the ball. Well, tonight he did, and then he didn't take care of the ball, and he said, okay, I need to get this ball to Jeremy Grant. But he made sure the ball got where it needed to go. That part of it is a little bit of growth. That's that's process. I thought the flow of the game was more, much more reminiscent to the beginning of the season in that they're, even if they weren't pushing in transition and getting transition bucket after transition bucket, what they did do is they pushed the pace and they got into their offense sooner. They finished with four fast break points. Four. But they took good care of the ball, only 13 turnovers. They got a couple steals with five. And they absolutely pounded the offensive glass 12. And you get you get to that that number, uh, like the, I think like the magic number for Portland is 50 points in the paint. That's where they kind of need to get. Get 50 points in the paint. So the, the ultimately what they were ultimately what they were doing tonight was not quite where they were to start the season. What they did tonight had kind of pieces of that getting into the paint more often generating some points off turnovers taking better care of the ball where they didn't get it is the fast break points the difference here is is that they were making threes so it's kind of like this sweet spot that they found in a sense of like where their shot profile is coming from also being this shorthanded they're not we've talked about this a lot they're not going to get out and push pace all that often but what you can do is you can get into your offense sooner and attack a defense before they get fully set fully set. I think that's a difference. Uh, oh, you know what? I didn't talk about Shaden. Uh, rough shooting night for Shaden, 3 of 11. Uh, he discovered Walker Kessler's every bit of seven foot two. <laughs> that's what he figured out. Uh, his first dunk attempt on Kessler, he probably should have gotten. He went up a little bit soft, and then he, I, he realized what a real shot blocker is. I think Kessler's like fifth in block rate in the league. I think that's ultimately where they're at. Somewhere on there. I don't know. I'm guessing at this point. <laughs> I know it's high. Um, but for everybody asking for Shaden to get more shots, he was, what, fourth in shots tonight? Yeah. Fourth in shot attempts. That's not bad. Listen, sometimes he's going to hit. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes he's going to get in foul trouble. Sometimes he's not. If you can get a night... For Shaden Sharp, where he gets 11 shots up and you get a win, thumbs up. Thumbs up. I am all about that. Yeah, 100%. Uh, the Blazers, unfortunately, go back-to-back back now. <laughs> they take on the Nita Pacers tomorrow. Uh, I have not gotten a green light. You know what? Let me check my phone. If whether or not Dame is going to go or not. Um, but it does sound like Dame is going to go tomorrow. Um, I don't think Hart's coming back. If he does, listen, guys, I cannot drive home how sloppy Josh was walking. Josh looked like he could barely move. Justice had both his feet on an icebox three what three days ago, four days ago. They looked like they could not move at all. 
for Justice to be out there playing, wow. Josh absolutely should not be playing, but I guess there's an outside chance he plays against Indiana. Although, if I were the Blazers right now, I would just try to bite my tongue and give him a week off and see if that's enough. Because he's just beat up. And as we saw, um, Nas will be out for six weeks. Unfortunately, the guy just can't get lucky. I mean, he ate, he hit the floor that night, and he left, let out a pretty real scream, enough to where the medical staff kind of raised their eyebrows. Um, they got out there and originally diagnosed as a, a hip strain has led to a fractured femoral head, um, and he's out for a minimum of six weeks. Minimum. Because here's the thing, guys, and I'm not trying to spook anybody, but one thing you have to worry about with injuries like this is that this is the kind of thing if you remember Zach Collins' foot where they ultimately had to put pins in because it wasn't healing and then the pins went bad and it actually caused more damage. Hopefully, you know, whatever you do, hope, pray, burn incense, crystals, whatever, put all the good vibes out there for Nas and that this thing heals up quick and they don't need to do an additional surgery. Because if they do, then he's being shut down. 100%. So... Um, again, not to be Debbie Downer, but when anytime you're dealing with the your the femoral head, you have to be careful. Um, I know I'm having mine rebuilt, <laughs> so um, I've unfortunately been through the uh, the medical hoops of that. Um, but let's let's look at the tomorrow uh, Sunday night against the Pacers against the Pacers. What are they gonna be up against and? It's going to be a really fun game. I'm super, super excited to be in the building for this. Um, for those that fall, uh, you know, have paid attention over the draft cycle of last year, and guys we talked about, I had Matherin stupid high on my list. He has been my guy as far as, like, the biggest boom-bust guy um, out there. He just uh, won a Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month. Uh, again, that's over Paolo, when we're in the same conference. Uh, he's currently averaging 19, <laughs> 2 and 4, 2 assists, 4 rebounds, shooting 43, 40, 80. He looks like he's a real deal. Now, this is about the time we start hitting the, the rookie wall. He's their sixth man. Um, uh, he's been tremendous for them. Uh, but what has been the driving force has been Tyrese Halliburton, uh, 19 and 11. I think it should be 19, 11 and five, putting up some Steve Nash type stuff. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. It so right as of right now, I would put the most improved uh, award is going to. Typically, you kind of give it to a guy who comes into like the holy shit their own, and um, Tyrese and, and Ant are probably the front runners right now. They have been absolutely tremendous. You can probably put Fox in there too, even Herter. Um, Jordan Poole is not on that list. <laughs> um, but Halliburton has been awesome. His passing has been unreal. Just watch him pass. He's an incredibly gifted passer. He's just so smart, so strong. He's one of my favorite young players to watch in the league. He's only 22 years old. Like, the NBA is in good hands with the Youngs, and Miles Turner has been tremendous for them. Miles is shooting forty percent on threes again. I mean, 
Uh, I think he's uh, he dropped off his rebounding. He was like a career high. It was like almost at like nine a game. Uh, but he's averaging three blocks, 17, what, 17, nine, and three, um, while also playmaking. It's going to be a fun matchup. Uh, Nurk's going to have to be pulled out of the paint or they're going to go zone. Dame should make his return. Uh, Ant won't have to, you know, carry this offensive burden. I'm, I'm very interested to see how Dame, Ant, and Jeremy kind of figure out the pecking order. Um, but this this Indiana team is good. They're 12-10 and 10 on the season. Like, it's... This, this was a team that I 100% picked to be tanking their brains out. Uh, they probably should because they still need some stuff. Um, if they got another top seven pick with Halliburton and Matherin and whatever they get for Miles Turner or the deadline, uh, they're they're in a really good spot. They're in a really, really, really good spot. Um, but the Blazers, again, if they, they pick up a win here and, you know, they're 13-11, we talked about this. Between now and Christmas, what does it look like for them as far as winning the games that you can, making sure you get those, and you can finish at or above 500? It's not that hard. You got one out of the way in the Jazz. Okay, That was one of those games. Indiana, even though it's a back-to-back and you're shorthanded, you're getting a little bit of juice and you're getting a little bit of boost from Dame's return. At least you should. Pick up where you can and then go from there. So, uh, I'm I'm optimistic that they that they get to Christmas at or a game or so above 500, which is all we hope for coming into the season, right? I'm cool with that. That's a good place. Um, no uh, no show tomorrow unless I come home and do a uh, after dark, uh, but we'll do a mailbag on Monday, okay? Um, and then we'll kind of go from there. But uh, Blazers get the win, get up back above 500, maybe wash some of the, the bad taste of the L.A. losses, um, and kind of figure it out. So uh, thank you, everybody. We appreciate you. Like, rate, review, subscribe. We will catch you guys again on Monday unless I go live tomorrow night. Depends on what time the game gets done. Um, and they'll, we're, and it's another point. Utah takes an L. You love to see it. They're driving them down. Uh, and remember, basically with every win, you go up like three spots in the West right now. So if you go on like a little three, four game winning streak, um, you can find yourself in a great position. Or you can lose three and four and find yourself like 10th, 12th very quickly. So, uh, again, like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. Share us with your friends. Share us with your family. You can find us on social media at Danny Morang, at Brandon Sprague, at Jacked Ramsey's. Uh, you can find Brandon every morning, uh, 6 to 9 a.m. with his co-host Andy Dirt Johnson, 10 a.m. the fan. You can also find me with my co-host Dusty Hera uh, from noon to 3 on the same spot at 10 a.m. the fan and available in the Odyssey app. <sighs> All right. It was fun. These are so much more fun to do. I know it was like, oh, why do you only do these after wins? Nobody wants to hear me talk right immediately right after losses. It's never fun. Never fun. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't want to talk after losses. Like, yeah, I just spent two and a half hours watching them lose. Boo. What's that? Uh, but no, we'll, we'll start doing these more and more and more, uh, regardless of, of win or loss. Uh, thanks again, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. And for everybody in the, in the comments, I saw you tonight. Don't worry. It's, it's still fight on, baby. Fight on. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Talk soon. Bye.
The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.